Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, I have someone today that you have to follow. It is a must follow, whether you are an entrepreneur or W2 employee. This is somebody I know, respect, and follow. Uh, Omar uh, from the department, or AKA the video department. How you doing, Omar? Dude, I am so honored to be on, and I'm excited to get into all the things talking about branding, why you should even consider posting videos, uh, regardless of what space you find yourself in. Yeah, this is a big deal for me. One of the things that I find myself focusing on is, you know, my avatars that full-time employee, uh, you know, they're working nine to five, but what can they do from five to nine? You know, my journey started with real estate. After I left, it started with video and content. And it's just, it's opened my eyes to so many things. But before we get into that, why don't you tell the audience who is Omar? What's your origin story? You know, what's, what's the backstory of Omar? Yeah, uh, name's Omar Eltakori, and I consider myself a content creator, podcaster, but also a coach and consultant for entrepreneurs. And I've been doing video for right uh, well over 15 years. You know, when I was in high school, you know, you were able to take that elective, whatever you wanted to do for that period. And I ended up taking broadcast journalism. And uh, that's when I like was exposed to creating videos. And at the time, it was a lot different, but a lot of the same principles applied, right? You know, we were creating creative videos, like uh, public service announcements, and we were making the morning news. But I just fell in love with the process of creating videos, ended up buying a camera from Target and started vlogging. And this is 2008, 2009. And then fast forward, I find myself at a church actually uh, working alongside Sean Cannell, uh, the, the CEO of Think Media. And um, and it's it's just been cool. Like, I mean, honestly, the video has been really the the tool that, uh, you know, I've grown in and my skills around and I couldn't have called it. I didn't call it. I couldn't have seen that the world would need video as a base level skill almost. You know, I always like to say, like, as far as language goes, you know, they, they stopped teaching cursive in schools. I almost feel like there should be a mandatory, you know, creating video class because it's a means of communication and it's just so powerful. You can communicate. We're not even sitting in the same room, but we're having a conversation via video. Right. So, you know, so, so, you know, fast forward, you know, I started working with Sean at Think Media doing like the behind the scenes work, filming and editing. And I also had my own agency um, and make doing video strategy for businesses and local businesses and things like that until around 2019. Uh, Sean was like, hey, what do you why don't you start teaching? You know, um, I was like, I mean, let's let's try it. So we did a couple of videos. They did really well. And then um, and then I was like off to the races and just have, you know, over the, the past, I guess you could say five or six years, I've amassed over 50 million views on the videos I've produced and created. Wow. And, um, and currently, um, you know, have a studio in Las Vegas where, you know, I, I find that like, uh, most people, the, the fastest way to kind of like get to, you know, uh, a quick result is to just have somebody show them in person. So that's why like, I got a studio. So people come, I do workshops. I also have a coaching program and things like that. But um, no, dude, I did. It's been really cool. I feel like uh, a lot of people think I'm a, I'm a talented individual. And I just like to say, if you just stick with something long enough, I hope that you'd be 
decent at it, you know, and, and I actually, I, I get joy out of it. I get joy out of teaching video. I get, I get joy out of still making videos. I love being behind the scenes still. Um, but yeah, I recently launched a podcast as well earlier, uh, September of last year. And I didn't expect that to pop off. It already have, I, I think, I think I passed a quarter million views on my podcast on YouTube, wow. uh, in under 90 days. And, uh, it's been cool. Yeah. I'm, 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 I couldn't have called it. It's been really, I'm like, it, it's kind of shifted a lot of my, uh, you know, my goals this year. Cause I, I, I feel like I need to take it more seriously because people are really vibing with the podcast. Yeah, no, I've watched it. Uh, you've had some great folks on, uh, obviously Ryan Pineda, uh, you've had this wonderful human being, Charlene. Uh, I yeah. forget Charlene's last name. My Charlene Johnson. Yeah. There you go. Johnson. Yeah. She's a yeah. fun follow. She's a, she's a spitfire. I, I love what she's putting out there. Um, but there is a saying that I've seen all over your Instagram that you believe and many others like Charlene believe. So I'm going to ask you the open-ended question and let you riff. What is the fastest way to wealth in your opinion? Yeah, I believe honestly the fastest path to wealth. And I've considered this, you know, because of real estate and, and investments and things like that. But you hear time and time again from people who are really leading in the space entrepreneurial wise that, that attention is the newest commodity. It's like, it's not oil. Alex Ramosi would say it's not oil, it's attention. Mr. Beast would say attention is the algorithm. And I would say the fastest path to wealth is content creation. And, and the reason I say that is because, you know, you mentioned that a lot of W2 people, you know, consume your content. And usually you, Usually we equate W2 to, you know, muscle and time, or like you're getting, you're trading your time for money, right? Mm -hmm. yep. The thing about content and the thing about creating videos is that you're not trading time for money because you get to multiply yourself with video. So I could put out a message and I say it once, but it's said it, it's viewed, it's consumed. It's, you know, I even, I even use video to write my emails. And so I'm able to multiply. And so it's a, it's a funny word, like, uh, to, to say, it's a funny way to say it, but video makes you omnipresent, right? So I can do something once and now at 3am, somebody can learn from me and maybe go down a path. If I have enough content that they would be uh, persuaded to maybe invest in a program that I have or a product I want to sell or whatever that may be. And so I, I, the, the reason I say that is because wealth oftentimes is equated to how much time you have back. And when I look at my life and how blessed I am to say that I put in, you know, I work hard, but I would say there's construction going down, down the street. They work, they work harder than me. And, and I'm able to just show up, have a conversation with people and it's getting viewed by thousands and thousands of people. And that's time spent. You know, one of my favorite uh, stats on YouTube, honestly, it's not views, it's not subscribers, and it's not even the Google AdSense. It's the watch time because you get to do some math and it's like, holy cow, in the month of December, you know, I spent 15 years with people. Mm. And that, that, that's why I say it's the, it's, it's the fastest path to wealth because although real estate is a good option, it just takes some time. And so does content. There's also, you know, seasons of growth and stuff, but you kind of just never know. You never know that your life experiences uh, could resonate with a, with a handful of people. I would, I would even say, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, you never know. And, and that people can actually learn from you. Um, they can, they, they can, they can um, connect with you. You, you, you can build a relationship with people online. And that's why I say that. And so um, like, 
wealth is obviously way more than money, but the money that comes with having an audience is it, it just becomes it comes easy. And so yeah. um, I, and I, I yeah, and so I would encourage anyone to just consider, you know, turning on a camera and start sharing things that you enjoy. I, I love coffee, like, you know, I'm, I'm a weird, I'm a weirdo when it comes to it, because I have I've probably spent $3,000 on my home coffee setup. Um, but it's just little things like that, that connect with people. And I, and if I wanted to put out a coffee course, I, I could, you know, and yeah. so, uh, it, it provides you the opportunity to kind of do what you would like, what you would like to do. And, yeah. and that, that is, and I think the ultimate definition of wealth is yeah, being able I, to decide. I couldn't agree more. And this is going to, you know, this is for my gen X and my baby boomer followers. If Omar or anyone have told, would have told me five years ago that the fastest pace uh, path to wealth is content creation. I would have laughed in their face. I mean, like just laughed out loud. Um, you know, I'm somebody who uh, earned six figures in a day job, climbed the corporate ladder, did better than average. I built up a, you know, an eight figure real estate portfolio over 15, 16 years. And by all attempts, you know, by, by most judgments, am wealthy. I quit 2018. Uh, I get into content creation by accident. And I can tell you right now that content creation is the fastest pace, uh, pace to wealth. For example, look at Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone sold hours selling courses, travel all over the place. The guy is omnipresent on social media and has raised billions of dollars in private money and now attracts deal flow. Look at Ryan Pineda somebody that's been on your department podcast. Yes, he was wildly successful flipping couches and flipping houses. He picked up a camera, he popped off. Now he's doing deal flow and he's getting all these other things. So I challenge Gen Xers and baby boomers to take this serious. And I know there's a lot of them who are like me, had a W-2 employee, you know, you did your day job, you worked your nine to five, your nine to six, whatever it is. It's my belief, Omar, like you just talked about coffee. I believe everybody my age and older and probably younger as well has a passion, a hobby that they could talk about and riff about. And it would be fun. Mm. There's something there. And oh, by yeah. the way, if you do this over time, you can build up a following while you have your day job and make that transition. Cause I got to tell you, Omar, my transition from a day job to content creation was horrible. It started off with depression. Yeah. And um, I just want people to realize it's there. So why don't you talk to the W2 employees who has a hobby making jam, classic cars, whatever, Harley motorcycles. I don't care what it is. They could do something today yep. with their smartphone and just get started. Yeah, I, I think it's funny how you even bring up that generational that those generations, because I would argue that there is a void of input in this content creation space. And that is the older people, the people who have already maybe even lived their career or have done their career. And now they're kind of empty nesters, um, you know, maybe you've been married for 25, 30 plus years that and actually um, my podcast releasing literally tomorrow with Shalene is actually she's my first guest back. We talk about the opportunity for these generations to hop on because they have so much wisdom. Like that. Here's the thing that 
because because I think a lot of people get caught up in the strategy. And I'm glad you never really got caught up in the strategy. You just got caught up in showing up, like yeah. whatever I got to do to show up. And that was your strategy. And I think showing up is a strategy. But the one thing that I feel like every platform actually rewards is transparency and authenticity. And if there there is a pureness for people who are watching this podcast or listening to this podcast that if you do just turn on your phone and like record 10 minutes and riff on something, I'm not saying it's going to go viral, but I'm saying that if you do that over time, it's going to resonate with people. It's funny because Shalene is actually like an Instagram educator and, and she was like, I'm, I'm kind of biased now toward TikTok because TikTok has a really good authentic, authenticity and transparency, you know, meter, whereas mm -hmm. Uh, Instagram, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of stimulating if you follow certain people, everybody's copying and doing the same thing. But similar to YouTube, you know, I, I, I just started posting conversations on my, my YouTube channel, just pure conversations. Yes, they were in high quality. I understand that. But they were just there was no editing. I don't throw my logo. I don't throw my uh, social media handles. I don't even put a subscribe button. I literally just upload the conversation mm -hmm. and it resonated. And so people are people are hungry for that. And, and you know, who more than people who are hungry for that brands, companies, businesses, uh, advertisers, they're looking for people to partner with that are in that age group and demographic, right? So I just wanted to speak to that. I think some people disqualify themselves um, because of their age. And I think there is, there's actually, it's been better than ever because now you actually can show up the, the young kids that they don't know what they're talking about in all honesty. Um, but if you do have something that like, that you, you know, like just like a passion, uh, an interest, literally something you figure out, you know, I always like to view it as because like if, if you're, you know, traditionally you're working nine to five, and then you have like a five to nine or six to nine, where you can work on your side hustle. You know, I, I almost feel like invite people, just just invite people into the things that you're into, because maybe maybe you make your coffee, I'm the coffee references are just going to stay the entire podcast. But maybe you maybe you have like a, a great uh, espresso machine, and you're making awesome coffee at home. And you just posted on stories how you make coffee at home. Like, yeah. it's, it's that simple. And you just included, you know, you're inviting people into something that you're into. And who knows, who knows what that can lead to. But the reason why we say it's wealth, is because it's just like investing in real estate. When was the best time to invest in real estate? Yesterday. When's the next best time? Today. Today. So because as time goes on, you want to build that, that equity and the equity is with attention. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I feel like the opportunity is wide open, especially because we have these smartphones. Yeah. And, and man, I, I, I'm just, just take it from me that like literally video has changed my life. It's changed my relationships, my opportunities, um, my, um, uh, my business, my, my family, like we just had a, um, a son, my, my, my wife delivered a son on the 29th. I guess he's 10 days old, little Russell, L Russell <laughs> Royce. And, um, oh, like it. yeah. And I've just been able to hang out at home, but it's not like my business stopped working. What was cool is that literally people are still DMing me. People are still watching views. People are still sharing my stuff. So I say all that to say the, the this, this is where the opportunity lies. And, and so if, if, you know, maybe you've, you've been feeling like a tug to put yourself out there, I would say just start with that one video and don't even edit it. Like just no, record it on your phone. You know, you don't even need good lighting. I mean, I'm the guy who's like all about the quality. Like if you can help it turn on a light or get in front of a window, but just share something. How, how have you stayed married for 30 years? How, how did you quit your, you know, cigarette addiction? 
you know, whatever, whatever it is. And then just upload that thing to YouTube, uh, share it on your Instagram, your Facebook, and and get in that process to, to know that this is normal. And it's funny because I have a five-year-old also. We have two kids and she's uh, Ruby. And she, like creating videos on the phone is not a foreign concept to her because she sees her dad doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm actually pumped about that because, you know, it's, it's not, it's going to give her the possibility uh, to know that this is this is a way that she can go if she would so desire, you know? Yeah, I, again, I, I would challenge folks, you know, 40 and over, you know, where maybe a video like YouTube popped off when we were already adults and already, you know, on our, you know, track record or whatever it is. You have something. You are just not an employee and go to sleep at night. You have a passion, a hobby, an interest. You have a story. And, you know, a lot of you are working towards retirement and you, you have this date. Trust me when I say that date's going to come and you would having something that you're passionate about after mm. is amazing. And why not build it? You know, do one video a week, make it your Saturday conversation or your Sunday oh, yeah. review or whatever it is. And, you know, the other thing that's really empowering is, is, you know, I've been on the, I've been doing this for five plus years, um, you know, 50 some thousand subs, uh, but I've done, I think 12,000 videos. Incredible. Which is nuts, right? None of them are edited. They've all riffed. I've, I I've stammered. It. My dogs have barked, you know, they are what they are, but what is really powerful is we got to 50,000, which was a big number for us. And we, we are going to host an event in Vegas, February 17th and 18th. It's, it's like less yeah. than 40 days away. It's sold out in like 35 days, right? People have been with us for years. It's like, I'm not missing that. Yeah. Right? We're, we're you coming built, to that. You built up that equity for the ask. And, yeah. and it's, and no, that's, that's literally, that's a perfect image of what it looks like. You know, it's, you just showing up, giving value. And sometimes it may be not feel like you're giving value because you're just talking about something you enjoy and yeah. then people connect. It's never felt it's like, like work. It's yeah. never felt like work. And and that's why, you know, if, if you, if there's that negative, there is that negative connotation around social media that it, it actually is, you know, not um, it's making us distracted and there are all those things. There's, there's good things and bad things with everything. Right. But social media really does connect people. You know, like, like I mentioned how your relationships have changed because you've showed up, 12,000 times on video and um, it's powerful. And and then people just want to hang out. Same thing. I literally, I'm throwing on our work workshop in the, the first week of February. This is my first time doing that. And I actually, I, I charge a pretty penny because, you know, I want to work with serious people and I want it to be an intimate experience. And it's, it filled up in two weeks, you know, and, and, and it's awesome. Like, and now I can just deliver. It'll be a two day uh, experience that I'll, you know, put for people. And then, and then I can move on and, and then just keep doing the same thing. And then when I feel like yeah. asking again, you can ask again. So uh, it, it really is, it's cool. It, it gives you the opportunity to ask and yeah. do things. Yeah. The other thing you put out on Instagram yesterday, which I clearly fully agree with, is a lot of folks get tied up in editing. I want to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, to which I obviously say, forget that. Just hit the live button and go. <laughs> just, just go live. It's, it's okay. No, I, I love it. I, so I always like to, the reason why I love even, even live and non-edited is because if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, I, I, I believe content creation is a skill. Communication is a skill S sales and persuasion. That's a skill. And if you can develop it 
in real time kind of type video, you actually, you know, create an advantage. And that that advantage is that there is there's gonna be less of a disconnect and more of an intimacy when people consume your content. So you know, I love, I love the live, like I love, you know, get some sticky notes if you want, if you, and you could use like using props or things that make it interesting. Maybe, maybe like whiteboard stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I know so many people, like uh, I was helping this loan officer in, um, in, in San Diego and he puts on these seminars to educate uh, veterans on the VA loan. And he's, you know, he's asking me, you know, he needs help with all this, you know, content. I want to, you know, build my personal brand and I'm looking at his slide deck and I'm like, bro, your slide deck is your content. Like just, just teach the slide. Don't deck. overthink it. Yeah, no, no, for real. And so a lot of people have even resources already to just go and, and deliver. And I, and the reason why I say I like starting with that or video podcasting, you know, which is again, relational type content, um, um, uh, teaching, just start to finish, you know, just showing up is, is it actually, if you are, if you are really who you say you are, people will number one, feel that, and then they will buy into whatever it is you have. And, um, and if that is just like watch the next video, cool. There actually is like, I love, I'm a student of the game. So when I see somebody pop up on my feed on YouTube, I'm like, I, I get interested. I'm like, okay, this interests me. There's this guy, his YouTube channel is called the uneducated economist, something like that. Do you know yeah. who this guy is? Yeah. He's coming to our event. He's been oh, on no way. Oh my gosh. No, Simon, Simon, Simon has been filming his videos in his car, the car. Yep. and just start to finish, not even like the, the thumbnail, just picking the thumbnail. And, and it's because the transparency the authenticity and the, the, um, the credibility. So the credibility comes from him being able to just talk for a little bit. So I, I would imagine people are now listening to me and be like, Oh, Omar is who he says he is. Like he can, yeah. he could talk about this stuff and he, I don't need an edit to edit me deliver this content. So, uh, I do, I do think it's a, it's the best way to start actually is just, just turn it on. Don't even edit it and upload it. Yeah. Yeah. The next thing I want people to realize is a lot of people get caught up in the vanity metrics, right? Sub subscriber count views, all of that. And again, if you're starting this with your passion and your focus, your tribe might be sub 5,000 but they are in it, mm -hmm. right? I get, you know, probably after the first 18 months, I was getting weekly notes of people saying, thank you, you helped me, you've changed my life, my family's life. Now it's multiple a day. You wanna be gassed up and ready to go? Start hearing from your tribe. And mm -hmm. again, it doesn't have to be 1.8 million or 4.4 million or any of these big numbers. If you have your lane, you could impact people's lives in a very positive way. And it's, um, it's just so amazing that, that, uh, YouTube allows us to do that. No, it's incredible. And honestly, my favorite thing is like, yeah, people taking the time to leave even the platform. Sometimes they obviously leave the comment on the platform on YouTube, but leave the platform and then DM me and just share yeah. their appreciation. You know what it, I always like to say just, you know, outcome like when you're outcome focused that's when you can get discouraged but if you can just focus on your outputs so what are your outputs this is why i say it's like pick an output goal what is that is that one a week is that you know two a week or whatever it is based on whatever platforms like if you once you determine that then that's what you can compare yourself to that's what the thing you can you know judge but when it comes to the out the outcomes sometimes that's like 
you know, you kind of just, you hope, you hope it grows. Like I, I didn't intend for my podcast to grow. I, I wanted it to, for sure. Of course we all want it to grow, but I was like, dude, I'm going to upload a conversation every week, once a week for, yeah. until I, until I, something else, Jesus comes back. I don't know. So like, <laughs> I feel like that's, go, your, man. I feel like that's your strategy too. Oh yeah. 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 So the really, the really fun thing about this is you know, I do three or four conversations a day, five days a week, right? I now take off Friday and Saturday, but I went seven days a week for three and a half years. So yeah. Uh, now I take two days off, just, you know, better balance and all of that. But um, I'm already looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. This is fun, right? You build up relationships. You're helping people. Um, it doesn't take a lot of prep. These are just conversations with people that are experts in their field. So it's, it's, a, it's so much fun, Omar. It's so much fun. It really is. And that, and like, that's the joy part. This is why it's the wealth part. You're, you're technically working, but you just said, this is fun. Oh yeah. And then I'm you decide good. to take off those two days. So use it. So all these things are really like what we all desire. And I guess what we're working for, we're working for freedom that does, you know, we're working for the ability to choose and, and yes, content creation will open up that door. So the other thing is if we talk about, uh, again, there's kind of this uh, demographics we've talked about. We've talked about editing. You don't have to just go live. The other things is there's a lot of kind of perception that tools and I need a great camera and the fancy lens and all these different lights. And I don't, you know, I don't know what everybody's story is, but for, I think it was the first thousand videos I did wow. with an iPhone. And then the only tool I would recommend is a mic. And I'm even lazy. I got a mic with a lavalier and like a plug-in right that's it 40 bucks on amazon and i did over a thousand videos because i thought sound my opinion was more important than light what do you think of all that i agree so i have this framework that i teach it's it's alvis it's it's an acronym and it's okay. uh audio lighting video and and studio or or ah, setup and like and and it it is it's a it's chrono it's it's in the order that you should consider things right because we all understand that we we have our phones this these shoot incredible video but you can have decent video or even subpar video but really good audio and and it's because audio makes people feel close or people will mm. feel close to you when your audio is good when your audio is bad there's a distance that gets created and it becomes distracting and then what do they do they continue to swipe or they click off Cause it's, cause they're now working to consume your content. And that's the point, the point to invest in gear is to make the viewer's experience just a lot more easier and simple. And, 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 um, yeah, like that, that they, they like watching, they like listening, but the next thing is in a video is in a camera. The next thing is lighting and, you yes. know, and all this stuff, they, yes, you can get wireless, cheap wireless mics. Even there is a Ulanzi $50 wireless mic you can get for your phone if you want to just clip it on your shirt it's sound good and then there's a 50 dollars light called a mount dog i don't know why they call it mount dog but it's a it's a dimmable light uh for 50 dollars. if you get the two pack it's like 75 bucks and it, and it looks good and your, your phone is just going to look amazing at that point um if you search youtube studio under 100 bucks i have a video and, and I, it, I think it kind of will make people second guess buying a camera um, and then, and then when you are, you know, th then there's like learning your phone, you can actually, you, yeah. know, you can make your phone look better than what it is with the lighting, with the audio, with the placement. And so that, that is just like taking little steps to just make it, you know, look decent. But if it, it really does just depends on like the type of content you're creating, I do encourage like entrepreneur professionals 
like, Hey, if you're going to, if you want to stand out faster, it does help to have the quality piece because the quality alone will yield quite yield comments. Dang, dude, you look and sound so good. Dang, dude, this, this setup's legit. And so it starts conversations, but for people just starting, you just, you hit a thousand videos with your smartphone and, and, a, and not even a wireless mic, a, a wired mic, which is actually more reliable in all honesty, cause you don't have to charge it. So good mm-hmm. on you. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, I'm an anti-tech yeah. sometimes. And that whole charging thing, I was like, I'm going to screw that up. Yeah. Then that, and that's good that you had the self-awareness to know that. And so, yeah, when, when you feel the time is right, nothing, here's what, here's what all the gear won't replace, you know, good audio, good lighting, good video, good setup. It won't replace great communication. It won't replace good storytelling. It won't replace facts. It won't replace your observations and your opinions and how you convey that. The, it won't replace your charisma. So, you know, this is why I do think starting with your smartphone is wise because those other things need to be worked on. And so the, the more you create with your, your content, the, the better you're going to get, especially if you watch your videos back, you know, like mm-hmm. I do, I do like watching my videos back cause I want to be better at communicating. And, um, and so here, here's, here's kind of two tips that I learned from a, a speaking coach, uh, when it comes to video, number one, uh, listen to your video without watching it. So you're going to ah. flip the phone down, put it down and just listen. And then you're going to see maybe how many times you say like, and, um, and it's going to make you more aware of how you talk. And then what it's going to do is it's going to create a conscious for you to not do that. You know, as, as you keep becoming more cognizant of that, about that. And then the second thing to do is to watch your video, but mute your audio. And so now you can see how your body language moves and how, and how you, you know, you communicate using your, maybe your hands or just your posture. So, so you're, you're, you're taking the approach to really becoming a better communicator on, uh, in your content, but those are just two little easy tips that you can implement. And I know there is the cringe phase, right? Like where, man, I don't like, I hate hearing the sound of my voice. I would encourage you to get used to it. Um, and, and actually learn to love it because it's your voice, you know, (laughs) it's the only one you got. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, you don't need all the fancy stuff. I I am a fan of it. Um, I definitely think it makes you stand out, but when it comes to getting started and when it comes to actually being able to build, you know, an audience, you don't need the gear to build the audience. You need the content to build the audience. And that's been more accessible than ever. So we've talked about the tools. Now let's talk about the schedule. A lot of people get wrapped up in going, I got to do something every day or every week. Again, if this is something you're starting, you're doing your nine to five as a W2 and you're building something on the side, there's nothing wrong with once a week in the beginning. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I I kind of just say whatever you feel like you can commit to, but commit to it. So the key is, is not saying I'd like to do one upload to YouTube a week. It's like, no, what will you commit to? Right. Because because uh, a lot of times the 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 tip that a lot of like content coaches give is like, you just got to get started. And that is that is I think that's step two. Step one is you have to decide there. There's a decide which uh, my business coach, he breaks, you know, the break when you break down that word, it means to cut off like D and then side means to cut. So it means to remove all other options. So you, you have to come to a place where it's like, I'm going to give this a shot and I'm going to post one video a week. Like that, that is a, it, it's more about you in the beginning season. It's not about the algorithm. It's not about the platform. Um, I do have a formula that I feel like is, is a, is a recipe for success. 
Um, but if it's too much, then I would say just cool it back. And my the formula I like to give my content game plan, I like to say is one long form video uploaded to YouTube. And when people say long form, what does that mean? I'd say eight minutes or longer. So it could be eight minutes, it could be an hour. Um, and the reason why I say eight minutes is because you know, when the ads kick in, it's nice because it, it literally almost doubles your AdSense just because you uploaded eight minute videos. And then uh, the next is to post three to five sh vertical videos on Instagram or TikTok, wherever you wherever you like to go. Like if, even if you don't go on Instagram and you like Facebook, post your uh, vertical videos on Facebook. And I always like to say three to five reels. And here's what's cool about that. You can take those moments from the long form video and just post that on Facebook. If there was just one tip you gave, if there was something you said that would stood out, if if there, if if it was something that didn't even make sense, but you when you wanted an upload because you have the long form, run it, cool. And then and then the the next piece would be that what I believe is the the most overlooked aspect of social media right now, and that is just stories, because that genuinely is live. That genuinely requires no editing, and it also the it's um there, you know, it doesn't live, it, it goes away after 24 hours. So, you know, if you feel like you don't want your content to just live forever, it's great to just pull out your phone and just to like I said earlier in the conversation, just invite people. What are you doing? Where are you going? You know, why do you like that over this? Or asking people what they think about something. Um, and so that's kind of like my content game plan. It's one long form video a week on YouTube, three to five vertical videos a week on whatever platform you watch vertical videos on, and then posting stories on those platforms. And that's just three, three or so times a day, uh, check in with your people, ask them questions. And I promise you a year from now of doing that will absolutely change your life. Like legit. Like I, I can, I will give you, if you do that, I will, I will meet you in person and shake your hand and give you a hug. If you actually do that. Cause I, I would love to see the results of that. You know, I, 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 I launched a beta coaching program. Uh, at the end of uh, 2022. So it was like, hey, I want you to journey with me for an entire year. I'm going to coach you every week. I'm going to do a call. And I sold it super cheap. It was like two grand for a year's worth of coaching. Wow. And um, I got about 50 people to join, about 53 people. I made 100K just by throwing it out there. I didn't even have mm -hmm. the program. And it blew me away. I was like, wow, like if I didn't just take a season and all I did was decide I decided earlier in 2022 on Instagram that I was just going to take my personal brand more serious and shared tips and and I also told myself I'm not going to do it you know um uh, I'm going to do it while a camera's rolling right so like right now I have a camera rolling off to the side and it's because I'm already creating content so I don't need to create the content again I can literally just post the clip that I had from the side angle so I did that for a year. I just, whenever I was sharing tips, I had a camera rolling. And then I posted that 10 months later, gave an opportunity. And, and it, was, it was really cool to journey with those people. And they gave me a lot of insight on how I'm going to be coaching people for, you know, in the future. Um, but yeah, man, that, all that to say, I can ramble forever on how the, like this opportunity um, is, is wide open. And, and I haven't even touched on the brand deal stuff, but my podcast already, I'm getting emails from people who want to partner, ad reads, things like that. And, and it's just, it's, it's unreal because I'm using my podcast te technically to market my business, but it's becoming an income generator in and of itself. It's becoming an audience builder in and of itself. And so that's why it's so powerful. Alex Ramosi says, we've never, like, there's never been a time 
where you got paid to market your business in the way we're doing it now. And now it's literally like you get to market and then there's financial compensation, uh, you know, as it makes sense um, when, when the time comes, but it really starts with you deciding. Yeah. Well, let's do us a favor, right? Again, we're trying to get W2 employees who have a passion, a hobby to get started. Uh, video is the way to go. Fastest pace to wealth. We've talked about uh, the tools, schedules. I now want to step back and do Omar's evolution because you are clearly polished. You're clearly experienced. You clearly got all the crispy uh, sound and video. Uh, I, I love that word. I saw that on one of your posts, crispy. I thought that was cool. Um, it works. But it works. I like it. It's very, very, it, it's just awesome. But let's talk about your evolution as a content creator. Let's go back to the very beginning. What yeah. was your moment of decision? What were you doing then? Because it's probably very different than you're doing today. For sure. I mean, those decisions that I made early on was like, I remember, I genuinely remember the decision I made that I wanted to start vlogging. Um, and it's funny because I started I started vlogging and then I started an agency, like as far as being behind the scenes and stuff. But I remember that I saw, I saw, I just saw people on YouTube literally just talking to cameras that were highly entertaining and they were showing their life or maybe they were doing talking head videos, uh, even music. I was, you know, following a lot of music on YouTube and I was just like, dang, like there's just a, there's something there. And so I remember going to Target and using my savings and getting a, it's called a USB flip camera, which it, 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 it charged and it and it transferred the footage via USB and it was connected to the camera and then I illegally downloaded Sony Vegas which was an is an editing software and I just taught myself how to edit and put together these videos and then uh, my friends actually I had friends who rapped they had they they made music and so that you know they're like let's make music videos and then I got to you know be get learn how to get creative with the camera but when it comes to like creating content I feel like um, it really started when I was working at a church and I, it was the church uh, that I was working with, with Sean. And there was, there was times where I did on camera stuff. Like we did, you know, announcement videos. Uh, but then there was other times where I would film the minister or I would film the person giving the devotional. And I always knew in the back of my head that like one day I'm going to be teaching, like one day I'll be up front. And it, it was kind of just like this whisper. Like, I mean, I like to say, was it the voice of God? I feel like it was an impression. I feel like, you know, how do you know, how do you know it was the voice of God? If it was, I because it connected to impacting people is why I could say it might have been the voice of God. So I just kept that to myself. Like one day I'm going to one day I'll be in front was kind of the phrase or the impression. So I just started just like watching communicators i started when i would film people i would coach them on how to say it better even though i probably wouldn't do as good being in front because i'm just it's easy to tell somebody what to do rather than to actually do it right but but then like when when sean invited me to start creating content on think media it was it, like number one like shout out to him because i think there was around 650 700 subscribers so that was like a big platform that he was just letting me you know step on and yeah and grow and develop in. So, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that because, because I watched my videos back then and I even my tone, like, I feel like I, I sounded like a dweeb. Like when I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, dang, I was, I talked with like, and I think it was just a lack of confidence, you, even though the videos got uploaded and they were good, dude, these videos, they got a ton of views because they were very practical. I was just tutorial based camera reviews, camera setup videos, lighting setup videos. Um, can, um, yeah, so, so people are looking for the information. They weren't looking for me. 
So I think that's why we say use your passion because people actually aren't looking for you quite necessarily. They're looking for the thing that you want to talk about or the thing you are passionate about, whether that's golf or classic cars or whatever, that's what they're looking for. So you actually have the benefit of the doubt because the, the, you're not selling you, you're selling whatever passion you have. Right. So yeah, it, it helped that I was very into this stuff. Um, but over the course of time, I would watch back my videos and, and sh- figure out ways to do it better. I'd watch other people and see how I can make it better. And, and then I, I feel like, like, like you said, like the repetition is what's going to allow you to, you know, grow. So, I mean, I I've uploaded, I've uploaded on think media, uh, I think a little over 300 videos. And, and these are like, you know, edited tutorial based videos that were um, highly produced and really thought through brand deal integrations and things like that. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it's taken the time to get to where I am, but it, it had to start by me actually uploading and seeing and cringing. Um, and so, and so, yeah, now I've kind of, I've kind of uh, chilled out on the tech gear reviews. I, I do them. I do them occasionally. They're less frequent around 2020 to 2022, 23, I was doing um, eight videos a month and, and I was, it was cool. It, it allowed me to get, you know, probably grow faster potentially. Um, but now I like the, I do like the, what we were talking about, like the non-edited thing, because here's, here's the reality. The reality is that you create the expectation of the viewer. So when you decide to play somebody else's game, you're actually, you're, you get to create that expectation or that experience. And so now if somebody has to be wooed into watching your video because you, you had to try so hard, you know, to make that edit and like do the, all these crazy things and not even be yourself, then you're going to have to do it again. And that gets exhausting. Oh yeah. And this is why I stepped into podcasting because I'm like, dude, I can show up like this. Like I could sit down again, you know, set a conversation and then hit record on cameras. I use AI to actually cut up the conversation. So it's not, it's not even heavily edited and and it's 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 cool because those viewers the viewership it's richer because those people are watching longer they're hanging out they're consuming and and um, I I would prefer that than um, a bunch of views from you know me not being myself and so yeah. this is why I say me knowing both ends I know that the edited video side and then now like I've seen like the power of just posting long videos with with no edits. Um, I would tell people to start with the no edits and, and just conversational and just be real and, and, and people will resonate. Yeah. This is why I really want W2 employees to really think about what's their hobby or passion, right? What were you doing in, in your, as a teenager or in your twenties, because whatever you're doing from, you know, six to nine or whatever you choose to do it, it can't feel like work, right? You don't need more work. And if you're sharing you're, you're doing product reviews, whatever it is, as long as it's your authentic self, it won't feel like work. And frankly, it'll probably be fun and de-stress everything else because you will see momentum. Even a guy like me who puts out a lot of videos, it starts really, really slow. And it, it just momentum happens. It's inertia. You get better. The audience finds you. The algorithm helps you now and again. Um, the rewards are out there. Again, back to the first question, the fastest pace to wealth is this. Mm-hmm. So I'd be remiss, Omar, if we didn't kind of look into the future. 
the creator economy is obviously a lot more than video. You're doing brand deals. You're doing all of these other things. But wh where's the creator economy go in, you know, it changes so quickly the next five years, 10 years. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've been thinking about is just, I, I, I don't like to use the word competition, um, but there's just going to be more people who feel the nudge because they see the possibility. So I feel like where content creation is going is I actually do think it's going to be more micro and more niche audiences, um, but it's going to create more fandom. You know, like when I think about having uh, an interest based podcast, if you, you know, if you love Star Wars, if you love classic cars or coffee and you, you had a podcast and you did that, I wouldn't be surprised if you got invited to speak at the coffee convention or the Corvette convention or exactly. even, you know, like doing things like that. Um, and so I think, I think the future of content creation looks smaller and intimate, um, but just as powerful. And so it's, yeah. it's going to afford more people the opportunity. Um, I think, you know, something Gary V mentioned was just like, it's not that difficult to make 40, 50, 60 K online. Uh, with your passion, like, and, and, and that, that has been created because of the, you know, the platform, um, the, all these various platforms. So I actually don't like, because that shows me more opportunity because there are more platforms. I don't, I actually don't use TikTok. I don't upload on TikTok. And some people will say like, bro, you're already uploading on reels. Well, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want it, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be all right. And so, right. Um, you know, thyself. Yeah. And then, so, so I think, I think by deciding on a platform and just sticking with it, I, I really do believe you can add to your income, replace your income. Um, and, 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 and like you said, and like, I feel like the theme of this podcast is just like, have fun doing it. Yeah. Enjoy it. That's, that's the thing that I wish more people got. Um, you know, as somebody who's been on YouTube for a while and a content creator, a lot of people are attracted to it because of those content creators who say, look at how much money I made. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people come to it for the money, the AdSense, and don't even realize all the other revenue streams that are possible. I want people to think about this, especially if you already have a day job, to think about how to share your passion and interest, how to create more joy and happiness, not only in your life, but in the lives of others. Trust me when I say, when you can impact others positively, your cup overflows. That's good. And I just want more people to realize it's if if more Gen X baby boomers any generation realize the positive impact we can make, I believe social media, specifically YouTube, uh, would grow even more powerful. This is something I believe, but maybe it's my niche, which is finance and investing. What the people I call doomers, who all they do is produce scary headline grabbing nonsense, they grow really really fast, Omar. Mm -hmm. but they also have to live a miserable life. I would never want to do that. Um, what do you think of all that? I think that's true. I think people do it for the wrong reasons. And so this is why self-awareness is a big play when it comes to put it, posting yourself and putting yourself out there. I asked uh, one of my uh, best performing podcasts was with this branding guru. His name's Chris Doe. Um, and I asked him like, you know, how, how does somebody start building their personal brand? And his answer was hilarious, but also very smart. He said, I would ask them to go see a therapist first. 
I saw that one. Yes. Yeah. So before you start creating, just know yourself what you said, know thyself and have the self-awareness to know, you know, you and, 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 and that like, if, if wealth is the goal, and I feel like that is the, the goal of all of us, we're all trying to find this, you know, this place in life where we get to decide what we want to do when we want to do it. And, but, but wealth without joy, I would argue is not wealth at all. No, it isn't. No, you must have. A, absolutely. And I know so, plenty of miserable people exactly. with quote unquote money. Right. And so um, I interviewed my, my pastor last week and, you know, he, he's like, I golf, golf, I have to pay to golf. Like it doesn't make me money, but it, it makes me wealthy because it makes me joy or it brings joy. So, you know, doing the doom and gloom and, and using fear-based marketing, I feel like it's, that's going to get old, you know, um, over time. And, and it's funny actually seeing everybody's proje projections for how 2023 was going to be the worst thing in the world, 40%, all this down, whatever, all this stuff. And like, no, you, you guys are wrong. So that <laughs> we're just going to get smarter. Like people are just going to become more aware and it's going to just become white no noise. So the, the, so the key is rather than caring about the front facing thing, like the fear mongering or whatever, just care about the, the, the nurturing of the people that would and yes. do click on your videos and that base should grow so that when you drop a video, you, that, that the base of people who click on your videos because you dropped one, cause they love what you're producing. Uh, that that's something that I would work for, you know, taking that, that's why I, I do care about the types of clips I put out there. Cause I feel like every clip that I put out is going to win you to, to listen on to the next one. So no, I couldn't agree more kind of the final topic that I wrote down in my notes for this conversation. You talked about when your brand new podcast, the department, and you really talked about how you got curious about yourself, right? Who is Omar is kind of how I took that in. Being the department, you can go lots of different ways, entrepreneur, sales, you know, content, all of that. Why don't you just talk about the importance of that curiosity? Yeah, I like to say that your curiosity is the cheat code for your content. And if you just live in that, like, and again, it's, it's a self-awareness piece. Like, I genuinely have these questions that I'm wondering from people that I'm interviewing. And so, or or I might disagree. And so, um, and it's all based on the curiosity factor. And, and it's funny how much curiosity, generally speaking, is just a theme throughout content creation. So even like when you make a thumbnail, you wanna evoke curiosity. You want people to be like, hmm, what's going on there? Click, you know? Um, but in your own content, when I say curiosity, it, it also is a replacement for, you know, passions or things you're learning about. Um, it, it's the driver for the conversations I'm having. And, and what I'm finding is it's actually my curiosity is what's making the connection to the people that actually want to follow and consume my podcast. And so I chose the department because, you know, I, I did want more broad appeal Be, because I pre-decided and said, I'm going to just have this podcast. Um, and I, I don't want to limit it up front. Uh, there will be, I would say the majority because of me, of who I am, of course, we're going to have marketing entrepreneurial content conversations, but you know, I uploaded a leadership conversation with my pastor last week. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll interview other people because I wanted it to kind of have broad appeal. I kind of got that from Hermosi as well. Like he, when he changed his podcast from like gym launch secrets to the game with Alex Hermosi, yeah. it, it, it grew a little bit because it had more broad appeal 
even though his examples, his experiences all had to do with, you know, starting and scaling gyms and stuff. So that was kind of like the idea. I was like, I'd like something general enough, but, uh, but something that could still, and it all just worked out. I was like, dude, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm having conversations with people who are killing it in their department. And it's like, you know, today's department is the real estate department or whatever, you know? And so it was, it, it worked out. I think I'm, I'm glad I did the broad appeal yeah. approach, which it's not to be confused with like not niching down. I think some people would say like, well, then you don't need a niche. I think there's still like the niche is my curiosity. So in, in, in many aspects, you know, it, it, um, that the curiosity creates that niche. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Well, we started this conversation talking about the fastest path to wealth. I guess I'll just ask you, do you feel like you've made it? Are you wealthy today? Are you still evolving or what, what do you think? I think, um, I, I mean, I have this goal, you know, I, I still feel like I'm earning. So I have a, a friend who sold a business a year ago and he took me on a trip last year and he said, you know what, Omar, there's this part of our brain that when you're earning, you're using it up and your, your brain can only give so much away. He's like, it's crazy that when the earning thing gets taken care of, that you start to operate from a place of creativity that could only be operated in once your money is taken care of, right? And I feel like I'm 32 years old and I'm still trying to learn the game of business and what's business. I actually think business is a means to invest, right? So business business will allow you to accelerate your finances or your income because you're not trading time for money, you're trading time for results, but it's what you do with that money. That's what I'm learning. That's the season I'm kind of in is like, what is that for us? Is it, you know, is it, is it flipping homes or is it rental properties? Um, I, I don't, I don't understand stocks. So I'm like, still trying to stay away from <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe you're going to be buying businesses like Hermosi just at a different scale. Yeah, honestly, Maybe. I mean, I can, I can help them with, with certain things. Exactly. And so that's kind of, yeah, that's a season I'm in. Um, like definitely it. a scaling season two, uh, personally, because I gave, coaching like a shot last year and and i'm i'm realizing like i'm supposed to do this for the next at least five years or so and so um i'd like to just hone in on that i i've learned that reinvesting back in the business always pays uh back you know 5x so um so yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at and um learning from guys like you is is why i stay on my phone (laughs) you know and so yeah that's amazing. Well, Omar, you do a lot of amazing stuff. If somebody wanted to follow the podcast or follow you, where should we send them? Yeah, you can go to YouTube and just search uh, Omar Altakori or put the department. Um, it's it's like abbreviated or just find me on Instagram, type in Omar E-L and then I'll show up Altakori. And then, um, yeah, I, I'm always you know posting great, valuable content that each and every bite will get you thinking, I think is what um, oh, a good. lot of people totally say. Totally agree. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Omar, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving all this time. You're amazing. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me.